to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. They will, they will stop at nothing to get it done. And they're not that tired at the end of the day because they don't feel like they've worked. They just love it. And because they love the, the feeling of getting things done. You got your, and I don't want to get into a, a, a debate on, on, on generational you know, differences there, but, but what I am saying is that, is that, uh, that the farther we move, the more I see that we're losing that that and 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 balance and and work work life balance is i think even a myth it's more about alignment but i think mm-hmm. what, what we are missing in large part today is the work ethic that that you're you're talking about and everybody can't be a kobe everybody can't be a jordan but daggone it everybody can work hard so i got mm-hmm. something i'd like to say about this work yeah. ethic part of this yeah 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 we have a young man that started with us He's been with us for two or three years, and he outworks every other single person, and he he works harder than anybody. Mm -hmm. And then I see these guys that came up through a program, and it was a tough program. And once they reach that pinnacle to when they graduate out, kind of like when they get their doctorate or something like that, they feel like they've reached the point that they are good to go and that they are entitled to everything else that your that the job has to offer because they've already put the work in so now I can be done. I've done the work, now I can just now I can just float the rest of the time. Well no, but that's then, what's just starting. Yeah, exactly. And then we got this other guy that comes in, he's not went through the program, but yet he's the hardest worker whatsoever. So this kind of dives in a little bit deeper on the work ethic part here. And I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think worth it, work ethic is something that is taught at a young age. Yeah. I think that you see it as mm-hmm. you grow up and you see well, whoever that may be, whoever, whoever you were raised around, you see the way that they worked hard. Yep. And if they worked hard, they instill that in you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that comes up with you through your career. Right. And you always have that instilled in you, a work ethic. So I've asked the question many times, where do we get work ethic? How, do, how is a work ethic, how is it made, how is that conceptualized in your life? How do you, how do you, how do you have the work ethic that you have? If you had to pinpoint it back and say, this is why I have this work ethic, mm. where would you pinpoint it and say, I work hard because of what? Six miles under a mountain. In there Eastern you go. Kentucky, digging coal. <laughs> yep. See, I mean, you know? there's something. Yeah. I, so for yeah. me, work ethic comes from I saw mom and dad work hard yeah. for everything that we ever had. Yeah. I saw them come home. I saw, I tell you, one of the things that broke my heart the most as I was little growing up, I remember watching dad pull up one day out of the clear blue sky mm. and he came carrying a typewriter from work. Mm. And he walked in the house and he looked at mom. He said, they just closed the mines. He said, I just lost my job. Wow. But but did that end for dad? No. Dad no. took what they gave him as severance. He went and bought a truck. We took the bed off of it. We put a wooden bed on it. And the entire family went out back to the property that the Lord had blessed us with. And we cut wood and sold the wood. 
until the Lord provided another job. Wow. That's a work ethic that's wow. instilled, yeah. and it's set there. What a story. That it doesn't matter what the enemy throws in your face, what obstacle you face. Right. Your God is greater. Right. And where there is a vision, there's always provision. Mm. And I love that about God, and I love that about work ethic, is how the Lord puts that inside of us, and whatever that may look like. Think about it. Hmm. Boy, this is tough here. If you raised up, and it, it, it's a lot of a, a victim of culture, maybe. Right. But if you're raised up around a naturally lazy person mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. that were pretty much handed every single thing that they ever got, right. then you're going to think in your life that you should be handed every little single thing you got. You've yep. never seen no hard work put out. I'm going to digress and let you all talk. <laughs> uh, I think you see it modeled. And Zach, that, that, it, that, that I leads think to it a does. question. I think it does. Yeah. Oh. Jamie, no, you're I good. No, I was going. I was going to pass over to you. Well, I think it does re- re- resort back to a couple things on that too. Just, I think it goes back to childhood a lot, um, like you said, because you know I remember being like in fifth grade, fifth, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and um, we we lived here in Manchester on a hill, and um, on that hill that we lived on, can y'all still hear me? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, we lived on a hill, and sometimes it would come like a really, really bad snow. Mm. And mo- you know, like if if uh, you know our hill, you couldn't get up, up up and down the hill unless it was shoveled and salted. And you know, Dad would wake me up. <laughs> Dad wake me up at six thirty in the morning because you know people got to go to school or people got to go to work. And you know, it was just one of those things like you just got up and you shoveled and you salted the hill just because. And like I, I think about this too, like the other day, um, and Jamie, I've told you about my workout partner, Mike Trosper. He's fifty nine. I mean, the dude is absolutely monster. Wow, monster to be fifty nine years old. He's probably going to qualify for um, sanctionals and CrossFit this year. And we were sitting out there in the cold the other day. We just got done doing the prowler, and just like that steam was coming off of you in the cold. And it was just like, why do we even do this? It's like. There's no question. It's just what you do. Yeah. Just period. Period. Burn. You don't, you like, there's a need. You meet the need. You move on. Like, you, you just do it, and there's no questions asked. And I think that that's where, um, you know, we've kind of we've kind of just gotten away from in our culture. And I hope I'm not belaboring or anything. No, but. I don't think so at all. So there's value in hard work. Mm. I mean, there's value in it. If you think about it, and you know, we can even look at biblical principles of the value of hard work. One that come to my mind when when Jamie sent this text of we was going to be with Zach, and right off the bat, when I thought about the value of hard work, the first thing that I went to in the scripture was, if a man don't work, he don't eat. <laughs> Just flat <laughs> out. You know, I mean, that's right in your business and in your face. If you don't work, you don't eat. And the yep. value of hard work. And think about this. Whenever you ever have completed a workout, that feeling of, man, I did it. I accomplished this. And I'm talking about some hardcore workouts that really took a lot out of you. That At the time, you were thinking, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can hold this. But when it was over and you're sitting there and the steam's rolling off of you, I think about a morning we got up and we ran. And it was in the teens. And when I got back... My beard was frozen ice where my nose had snotted and everything, and I hadn't been breathing. Let's go. There was ice all over (laughs) my mustache and all in my beard. And I remember taking the picture, and I would show that to people, and they was like, you're dumb. Why would you be out doing that? And I was like, you don't know how much fun that was. And look at that. That was was fun. (laughs) Man, we had a good time. But there's value in hard work. 
And I think in society that we miss this, I've heard a lot of guys say uh, for years that uh, they had no joy or no fulfillment in the work that they did. Mm. And I always tell them that they need to shift their mindset. And then this goes back to one of my absolute favorite scriptures is if, if we think about the job that we do, all that we do, everything we do, we do it as an unto the Lord. If we do, if we, everything we do, we do it as unto the Lord. I'm working for the Lord. The Lord has blessed me with all this. I'm working to give back to the Lord. It changes your mindset and it adds value to your work. It adds value to it. I've seen it some adds meaning. It to does. It. Yeah, I've seen some of the happiest people will be doing some of the dirtiest jobs, mm-hmm. but they have value Absolutely. in what they're doing. Right. And, and that is a mindset blow. Just your mind yeah. just shattered when you see this. I was on top of Laurel Power Plant one day, and the garbage truck went by, and the guys were hanging off the back up. There's laughing, there's joking, there's having a great time, but they were enjoying their job, right. and they were having fun, and when it went by, it stunk so bad. <laughs> and I was like, how could they be enjoying that? But there was value in it, mm-hmm. what they were doing, and they were happy, happiness in that. And if we shift our mindset, instead of thinking, well, i got to go to work today, i got to do this today, and there's going to be times in your life that it's going to be like that. It's hard to see yeah. it sometimes because sure. you get so overwhelmed. But if you can it's see... called making the sausage. Exactly, that's right. But if, if we do everything that we do, we do it as unto the Lord, it shifts our perspective, our mindset, it adds meaning, it adds value. And my goodness, and then you can give glory back to God in the process of that, giving that back to God, saying, Lord, thank you for another day that you've given me, that I'm able to go to work for my family, for you, Father. So everything I do today, let it be for your glory, your honor. And Lord, give me an opportunity throughout this day to be a witness for you. Mm. Okay, when you said opportunity, Jamie, you got to be on the road by 11, too. You're good. Um, I'm keep, I, this is my therapist coming in. Um, um you said opportunity right there and that's exactly the point you know another point that i wanted to make um i don't know if y'all ever been to burning springs kentucky um jamie i don't i'm sure that you have in clay county Uh, that's that's where my grandma lived and had a you know my dad still has the farm there but for for anybody listening if you ain't ever been to burning springs kentucky there ain't nothing there and ain't nothing coming there (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so I always remember my grandmother, uh, you know, my, my, my mom had, um, a trailer, um, uh, down in Burn Springs and I always loved spending time down there. And, um, you know, she, she would always get this little inflatable pool for me and my brother in the summertime mm. and in the summertime in Kentucky, it is hot. Oh yeah. I mean, Muggy. it can get hot. Yeah. And so, but you know, my grandma did not come from much money, but I tell you what, she made things look nice. Right. And she always wanted the inflatable pool to be on the other side of the <laughs> road so that it didn't put a brown spot in her yard. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> it's because, you know, she, you know, she, she, Zachary Tyler, what are you doing? <laughs> like she, she'd get on to you. And so, um, you know, she wanted it on the other side so that it didn't affect her yard. And so to cross, you, you had to, cross a brand new i always remember when i was a kid she was so excited because the road got black topped and uh over the gravel road and to get over to that pool that she would fill up for us you had to cross a black top road well, let me tell you something it was hot mm. and yeah. and i think that like you know if i would have sat there on in my bare feet on that black on that hot black top and said 
you know, ma'am, ma'am, bring me something, you know, give me something, get off this road or, you know, pain is a motivator. Pain will motivate you to move. And, and, some, and sometimes when people get in pain, experience emotions like depression or experience emotion, stress, um, or, or, you know, when we say, oh, I just deserve this job. Mm. No, you need to, you need to figure something out. You need to move mm. and, and only you can do that. And, and I think when you say opportunity, um, I've been open with Jamie about this before too. At my last job, um, I really was not, did not enjoy it because I think that I was in an entitled mindset. Um, and then whenever I got, you get this, whenever I got this new job, it's like, okay, I get the opportunity and you're going to take off running with it. But, but pain that you feel from, from previous things can be a motivator, um, to, to prompt you to the next step. And I hope that was on topic too. Mm. Mm, that's powerful. And so pain, pain, you know, there's no, what is it? There's no gain without pain. And, uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I think that as, as we, as we focus on, on, on the biblical principles, Zach, and it kind of anchoring down on, on what, you know, because the, the scripture is our roadmap. It is our, our guide map to how to live life. And Anthony, you quoted the scripture in Colossians um, that said, whatsoever your hand find to do, do it heartily, heartily, which is mean with passion as you're doing it unto the Lord. I started thinking when you said that about spreadsheets, Hmm. I started thinking when you said that about difficult conversations with people at work, I started thinking when you said Mm -hmm. that those mundane tasks about whether you're shredding paper, whether you're digging a ditch. And then my mind went to where um, in 1994, five, 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 I was mm-hmm. digging a ditch with my dad and I was half, I was half doing it. I mean, I was just, just halfway going at it. Right. And, and dad, dad stopped me. He took the Matic out of my hand. A Matic is a digging, digging tool. Matic. A Matic. You've never used <laughs> one of those. <laughs> so I took, he took the Matic out of my yeah, hand. Yeah, it sounded real manly when you said yeah. I had a Matic in my hand. <laughs> automatic in my hand uh and he, and he gave me a talk and I, I, that for to, to this day that talk has, has stuck with me he said jamie son whatever you do whatever you do take pride in it because you when you put your hand to something that's your signature you're signing that yeah. as your work and it's a it's a reflection of who you are so he gave me back the matic he said now <clears throat> when you dig this ditch you dig it like you're digging it for god and bless the Lord, I took and I worked. I worked my butt off that day because I'm digging this ditch for Jesus. And, and you know, it's just it's it's a powerful, powerful way to live life. And look how He was sowing into you a work ethic. Yeah, your dad. He took the matic out of my hand yeah. to do it. I thought he was going to hit me with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so come here, let me knock some sense. Come here, <laughs> come here, son. So how did how did you learn work ethic? I got hit in the face with a matic. That's what it was. <laughs> That's um, good stuff. But, uh, so Zach, we we really don't deserve anything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we we don't deserve uh, uh, anything at all. It's by the grace of God, right? Mm-hmm. But it's 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 sweeter when we participate, right? And and I think mm-hmm. you probably got a lot to say about about that with your with your journey with work, your journey with uh, your fitness journey, and your mm-hmm. competition. And I'm thinking about uh, how that Jesus, Jesus could have just came to this earth and just like deposited. He could have sent us an email and downloaded grace to us and salvation to us. 
but he desired for us to participate in the journey of sanctification and becoming more like him. So he invited us along the journey with him versus just depositing in us. So Zach, talk to us about, about how it's, it's sweeter, truly sweeter when we can, we we can participate in, in, in that process. If in leadership and life and, you know, um, I'm a firm believer of this and I've seen it with my clinical patients as well, um, in leadership and fitness and life and anything, if, if you're lucky, you'll experience, if you're lucky, you'll experience some good wins. But most of, most of life is in most of, you know, I guess you could say success or, or what have you is mundane, everyday, run of the mill type things. And I think, and I, and again, it goes back to social media painting that facade that that's not what it is. Um, but, but that would be my mind. I hope that was answering the question. Um, but like you said, just doing the everyday run of the mill, everyday things the right way. And, um, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of Jordan Peterson. Mm. Um, he's a, a clinical psychologist that's, that's really, um, kind of taken off on the, the development of the individual. But, you know, he was saying the other day, like, you know, if you get the things right, like, you know, when you come home, how does your wife greet you? Or when you come home at dinner, does, does your kids want to be around you? Because the everyday <laughs> mundane things are, mm. um, are 80% of what you do. That's and if you're lucky, you'll experience 20% of the wins. Right. And, or, or, you know, when you wake up and drink coffee in the morning with, you know, your loved ones, or is that, how, how are, how are situations like that? If you can get those little things right, then that's, that's where, that's where within that lies happiness. Um, and, and that's what lies within the happiness of the individual. I believe. I agree. And so I hope, I hope that was not, no, I think it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not wonderful. anything that's sexy. It's not anything that that's Mm-mm. great. It's just everyday Monday things. Are you getting those things right? I think it's interesting because a lot of times we want to focus on the big things right. when it's the little mm-hmm. things that really mean mm-hmm. a lot. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's exactly what Zach was saying, you know, Taking for granted coming home, seeing your children, seeing your wife. Right. I heard you talk one time about sometimes you come home and it's always the dog. It's always Bo Jackson <laughs> that just comes regardless of your day. No matter how bad you might have messed he up, me. he loves you anyway. But that's something that could be taken for granted. Yes. You could take that for granted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. as we talk about this and we've talked about entitlement, so we know that entitlement is really a myth, and it's a myth. It's not real because mm-hmm. we're not entitled to nothing. We're not entitled to God's grace, his love, nothing like that. He loves us because we love him because he first loved us. Right. You know. So how do we debunk this, Zach? How do we debunk or reframe the myth of entitlement? How do we, how do we shatter this out of our lives? Um, I think that just debunking the myth that, like, that you just, like you said, you're just not entitled to anything. And, uh, what was it? I think it was in the, uh, what was it in the, the new, the new Testament, take up your yoke. Like you, you have to take responsibility, taking responsibility, um, and, and realizing that life just isn't peachy and life just isn't peachy all the time right, yep. and, and realizing that yeah. there's going to be hard times. You, you better, yep. you better expect it and you better, uh, mm. open it with welcome arms because, Mother Nature's been trying to take us out mm. for years. Mm. With, 
you know? And so just expect it, welcome it, embrace it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, be, be the one, be the strong one. Um, you know, that's something I'm a big proponent of therapy, of therapy. And I say, you know, I tell people all the time that I go to therapy myself. Um, actually it was something we had to do for the doctorate and I just ended up staying with it cause I enjoyed it so much. Um, <clears throat> but my therapist and I talked about this and, and she said, you know, what's your definition of success? And I said, you know, if someone in my family close to me died, I want to be the reliable one at the funeral. And, and that's, um, just if I think it all boils down to taking up a yoke for yourself, taking up a yoke for those around you to be a strong, competent person for, for everyone around you. Wow. Mm. What a question. I love that. How do you measure success? And we ain't got time to dive into it right now, but that's a good, <laughs> right, right, that's right. A good topic is how do we measure yeah. success? That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, love I love that, that right. scripture, Zach, that Jesus saying, take, take, take up your cross daily yes. and follow me. <laughs> yep. And, you know, as you said that, Zach, what hit my mind is the, the impact. We say that scripture, we put it on bumper stickers and we put, we, we quote it in Sunday school, whatever. But if we understood the implications of what taking up a yes. cross means. Now, it, it, mm-hmm. debunk the myth right It's the not bat, fun. Right? No, it's, it's not. not. Taking no, up a yoke is not, it's not no, fun. No, no. Debunk that. Why uh, Why do you say that? Dive deeper into what you just said. Why? What, it, what does it truly mean to take up your cross daily? So I know where we're, I know Jesus, Tom, but no, it's okay. We time. can go over a few minutes. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Heather will be fine. Um, She'll be okay. You can ride with me. Yeah. Um, okay. Thinking well, about this, Jesus was taken. Jesus was taken. He was explaining to the disciples what it was going to cost them. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, yes. he, he gave them the forecast. You're going to become fishers of men. You're, you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to have the glorious opportunity to take the gospel to the further parts of the earth. But, and it's going to be great, he said. No, he actually, when he was taking signups, yeah. when, 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 when he was recruiting the team, <laughs> what is recruit, you man? know, I recruit physicians, right? That's one of the things I do in my job. I recruit docs. So I usually tell them about the benefits, the pay, the culture, how awesome mm-hmm. we can make it for them. You know, try to roll out the red carpet. Jesus rolled out the bloody red carpet for these guys. Yeah. And he said to them, okay, here's the benefits. Hmm. Y'all ready for this? They're going to hate you. This world's going to hate you. They're going (laughs) to false accuse you. You know what? Some of y'all are probably going to die. You're going to suffer a bit. You're going to, there's going to be snakes after you. There's going to be people try to drown you. So he never said that. He never said you're going to be entitled just because you know me. You're going to be entitled. Just because you're a Christian, the whole world is going to just say, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like a sounds like a uh, it sounds like a very cushy easy job, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? Jesus yeah. was saying, guys, it's probably going to suck most days, yeah. but you follow me, and I promise you that it'll be worth it. It'll yeah. be worth it because they who suffer with me will reign with me. Yeah. I love well, that. I think that too. Like you're, and I just made a note of that right then. I think what you're getting at is the essence of, you know, most people want um, most people want an easier life, but they don't want a better life. Mm. Yeah. Wow, mm. that's tough. That's heavy. That is heavy. Oh my goodness, Zach. Drop the mock and walk away, man. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't want to put no effort into it. I don't know. Do I, what now? They don't want to put the effort into it, you think? Mm, I think I, I think it's gotten to that, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's just the first thing that came to mind. Most people just want to, they want an easier life, but not a better life. And yep. I don't think that those two, 
you can't be mutually exclusive with those two. It's just, it just don't work that way. Man, I agree. So one big thing, and as we get ready to wrap up entitlement, because we see this all the time, people feel so entitled to stuff. And then when they don't get it, what happens to them? They fall into a state of depression. depression. Yeah. So explain this to us, Zach, to help us with this one, man. Entitlement and depression. These two almost seem like they run hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> there's there's just something, you know, it's like uh, we're 1058. I'm keeping an eye on it, Jamie. You're good, buddy. Uh, You're good. <laughs> um, it's like. It's like whenever I see depressed patients, what I see is this this term in psychology I would refer to as like the psychomotor agitation, where there is like a lessening of overall functioning of a patient because, you know, you could say whatever you want. You can call it social currency. You can call it getting a win, but they just aren't getting any wins. And so what happens is, is whenever you feel like that you're um, that you're entitled to something or, you know, you should have this. What happens is your internal reward systems don't necessarily light up the way that, you know, things would if you were in a non-depressed state. And what I mean by, okay, so we'll just use the statement, like you ain't got to get a hit if you don't swing, right? Well, if someone, you know, just shuts down because something that bad happens to them, well, they stop going out to social events. They stop hanging out with their friends and, you know, they isolate and they, you know, quote unquote, they feel sorry for themselves. Um, well, what happens is your internal reward systems aren't necessarily getting that social currency that it needs. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people use pharmacological drugs to get a person out of a depressed state, you know, whatever you want um, or whatever the, the clinician might see as an effective strategy of treatment. But, um, you know, what I say is if, if we have this mindset of like, I'm not necessarily entitled to anything. I don't necessarily earn anything. When you get out there and you earn and you try and you fail and you, you get out there and mix it up socially, you get social currency. And then once you get social currency, you figure things out, you learn new things. And there's even been research that suggests that your body creates new gene structures. Um, when you put it in, um, in, in states that like you're not necessarily used to and you fail what happens is your internal reward systems kind of light up a little bit more and you become confident even though that you absolutely mess something or screw something up because your body has learned something. Um, and so that's, that's just kind of a, kind of a quick and dirty rundown. I love it. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, Zach McGeorge. <laughs> well, that's, that's so deep. And, 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 and you could probably do a whole other podcast, honestly, on that, just that. Yes just the neuro pathway process of how all that works Zach. Mm -hmm. uh this has been a um uh, it's a topic zach that i'm passionate about um i keep uh, a coal mining light and i keep coal on my desk at work to remind me of of just to ground me when i have those bad days to just remind me that hey i'm i'm in this thing and we're digging this out and yeah. and and uh, and just just a reminder: the hard work's worth it. Um, mm -hmm. You look back on the journey and you see it. So, Zach, I appreciate uh, you taking time to to share with us on the podcast. This will probably, folks, be two or three uh, different sessions of the podcast. So, if this if you're listening to this, you're on part three. Um, Zach, uh, Zach, I think you are now number one. If uh, the last time that I looked. 
the, the, the Dr. Zach Majord's first podcast, uh, which was about the, um, the physiological and uh, emotional mental health of uh, uh, the merge of those pathways and spiritual health. So um, was as the number one listened to podcast on oh, wow. on the Cultivate Network podcast oh. to date. So uh, I, I, I do trust that this this will add value uh, to you as you listen. Um, and, and, yeah. and begin to apply some of these practical things day to day that we can do. Zach, before we go, why don't you leave us with a podcast or book that you, you found interesting recently and something that we can, we can learn from? Um, well, what I was going to say too, just to kind of wrap it up, I don't necessarily know if it's me that people enjoy to listen to or just that, like the, that um, you know, society has like an appetite for that type sure. of topic right now yep. Um, yep. so I think that there is just an appetite for some real stuff to be put out there um, a book that I'm reading right now um, is 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson fantastic book it's an anecdote uh, it's anecdote to chaos um, talking about like how our basically our life is a mix between chaos and order um, and then some podcasts honestly I've been listening to um, a lot of Dave Ramsey. <laughs> okay, um, smart. I, I really like the way um, because it's that's behavioral behavioral related too. So I really mm-hmm. I really listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey. Well, Zach, buddy, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking time to talk with us today about entitlement and debunking it and talking about the effects of it. And guys, as you continue in your everyday walk with Christ, remember that we deserved none of it. But he is the one that was worthy. And through his sacrifice, through Jesus's death, burial, resurrection, and the life that he lived, he made us worthy. Are we entitled to it? No, but he made us worthy to it. And that's pretty awesome that we serve a Savior that loves us in such a way that he sent his son to die for us. And that's an exciting, that's an exciting thing today. I'm not entitled, but I inherited it. I inherited it. And I'm so thankful for that today, Jamie. Until next time, folks, whatever you put your hand to, whatever you put your hand to, do it as you're doing it unto the Lord and keep on digging. Thanks, Zach, for being with us. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.